and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Hey, Luana, how's it going? I'm doing fine. Twyla, how are you? I am blessed. I am blessed, blessed, blessed. What's going on? Hey, you know what? Did you hear about the uh, Supreme Court justice ruling? I have, you know, they had a string of them last week and I was following them. And I was very happy to to see that the court is finally making decisions that I pray that the people of God can rejoice over. Absolutely. You know, when you when you don't know what the Constitution says, at least you should know something about it. But what it was designed for is to protect the people, the rights of the people, that we would have more uh, say over our own lives than, than the government would have. And so there are things that, that as these issues come up and they make those rulings, they're doing it by the Constitution. And one I was glad that they did was when the uh, web designer, um, she won her case, whereas she was not made to um, go against her conscience by uh, designing a website for gay marriage. And so that protected any of us, any of us, to um, have to go against our values and our, our conscience. And so that was a wonderful ruling for her. And I'm sure it's going to affect those other ones that's in the uh, judicial pipeline to be judged on. Amen. And I, it just seems like a no brainer that, you know, if, if this is not a service I want to provide to you, then, you know, go somewhere else. I shouldn't. Yeah. And who would want to get service from someone who doesn't want to service you? I mean, you go to a restaurant, if they don't serve you like they want you to be there, you just go to a different restaurant. You might not be happy, but you don't. You don't normally stay where you're not wanted or where they don't want to serve you. That's just my philosophy. I don't I don't quite get where you see the need to force someone to serve you when there's so many other people. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. Anyway, so you know, I was they also over this past weekend we we celebrated a great uh commemoration of the July 4th Independence Day for the nation. And that's also the time that they have the camp Dominion camp meeting down in Columbus, Ohio with uh, uh, Pastor Rob Parsley. And I was listening to one of the sermons and, and I sent a few of you guys the link to it as well, but it was mm. Pastor Sam Rodriguez. And I just really want to talk about one of the points. It wasn't even the primary point of his sermon, but it was one of the points he made. And I was listening to it in the car as I was traveling and literally I was on the highway. Literally, I, I thought I was going to have to pull over. It was so I know. powerful. It just quickened in my heart and my spirit. 
and I listen to it so many times now. It's so powerful. But one of the things, and, and what are you sharing, and we, we're we going to take in a program from the premise of that from Ephesians 6, but what he was sharing is he's a pastor, I believe, out in California, and he's trying to get another church. I think something happened to his church during COVID or something. I don't, I don't know the details, but he was trying to get another church. He had, they had been praying, and he got a phone call from a large cathedral building uh, there in California. And he said it was one of the largest ones in that area. And they were in financial hardship and they were looking for someone to financially take over the church. So he and his board had went to a meeting and, you know, he tells the story so well, but he said that, you know, they had prayed and they thought this might be the answer to prayer. You know, they had told him that this church was in financial distress and they may need uh to they wanted to talk to him to see if he may be interested in taking it over and so he yeah. thought wow this may be the answer to our prayer so they went in prayerfully and he said the very first thing that the that the uh existing church board asked him was was not about you know his faith or the services he planned to have or any of his intention for the facility or anything related to God, but they asked him, the very first question was, uh, they first they told him, they said, we as a church, we lean a little left, and they asked him, where do you lean? And his answer and response was what almost what made me almost have to pull over on the road. He said, he said, he said, well, you know, I, I so many things ran through my, my mind and the spirit of God uh, told me just just say it just say it and he said I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to offend anyone because I'm trying to get this building and he said but I said it he said because the spirit of God kept pushing me and he said I told him we don't lean we stand and that's ah. what I want to talk about that was powerful he said we oh do my god lean. we don't lean left we don't lean right we no stand he told him we lean to the left the man told him we lean to the left no I mean what Pastor Sam responded. He said, yeah, we don't lean left. We don't lean right. We yes. stand. We stand for righteousness and godliness and holiness and the word of God, the truth of God. And that's what we want to talk about. We're going to, and that was just a point he was making in, as he was passing by. That was a point he was making in his sermon. I want to take that for the topic of our, of our uh, program this evening. And the scripture reference, there's so many of them, but the scripture reference we'll use is in Ephesians 6 and verse number 13. And we're taking this out of context. I mean, pulling it right out, not reading all of the context to it, but from the amplified translation, Ephesians 6 verse 13 says, therefore, and you got to read everything that came before it to know why this is there for what this sure. is for but it says therefore put on the complete armor of god so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger and having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place fully prepared immovable and victorious so stand firm mm -hmm. hold your ground and that's what we want to talk about stand stand can you pray over this word uh, that yes, we all yes, stand? Yes, yes, yes. Father God, we just thank you, Father, for this word that you have given unto us that we hear in our spirit, dear God, in the name of Jesus, to stand 
endure ground. Your word says, be ye steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord God. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we see the day that we're living in, God, that people take sides, oh God, Lord, different philosophies, beliefs, and, and Father God, theories, but God, in all this, we don't consider those things we stand upon the word of God because the word of God is sure and father in any situation that we face oh God whatever argument that comes dear father our way that we know the truth and we stand on that that truth that doesn't fold back up oh father be uh diluted or disposed of that truth that endures forever and that is your word that is your word and so father we stand upon that Father, bless this message. Bless the hearers that will hear this message that will encourage them, dear God, to keep on standing, oh, Father, and not give up any ground. Oh, Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 You know, uh, one, of the, one of the things that it's sad in my heart, but it's true, and that is that what what we can see and bear witness to today is that believers, and I mean people that love God, uh, they have taken up uh, sides in the camp, whether it's the left or the right in our political arena. And so uh, they do often want to know, where do you lean? They may mm -hmm. not ask it that way, but who did you vote for? People will often ask, and that is their way of trying to ascertain where do you lean and and you know you and I were talking and and my sentiment on this is of course we as good citizens uh should vote but but I don't lean left right I I'm standing for righteousness because what I told you and I believe with all my heart that eventually and it doesn't take long it's probably daily but eventually the folks on the left are going to offend or disobey the truth of God's word. The folks on the right are going to disobey uh, or miss the mark of God's word. So if you're leaning to the left or leaning to the right, you're going to find yourself in the wrong position that is uh, of what is pleasing to God. But when you stand for righteousness and refuse, as you quoted in your prayer, to be uh, moved in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, uh, beloved sisters and brothers, be steadfast and movable, always excelling in the work of the Lord. Um, don't be tossed to and fro. And when you stand that way, when the left is in error, when the right is in error, you don't have to be tossed to and fro and be in error with them, but you continue to stand for righteousness. That's Amen. why the Bible never, the question that the Lord asked was never who's on the Republican side and who's on the Democrat side, who's on the left side and who's on the right. He said, who's on the Lord's side? That's right. There's no other side. Even when there is no other side but the Lord's side, and if That's you're right. if you're leaning to any one of any other side, and not that all of us haven't probably found ourselves leaning before, but it is not the right place, the God place to be. So adjust yourself and get back in the right position as a believer. The right position as a believer. I don't support Joe Biden. I don't support Donald Trump in the sense of. These are not my guys. My guy is Jesus. And when Joe Biden and or Donald Trump or anyone else running for office, when they align themselves with the word of God, 
then I will be aligned with them just because they align to the side. I'm, I'm on the side of the Lord. So you came to me. I didn't come to you. That's the way it should be is mm -hmm. you adjust yourself to where if, if someone's on the side that you're on, it's because they should have joined the side of the Lord. Otherwise you're, you are in error as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I was just reading the scripture in first Corinthians 16, 13, the first word, it says, be on the alert. And you know, when I read that, I got to thinking that it says be on the alert because we are living in a day of deception, the day of, uh, uh, propaganda myths and fallacies and we're you know we are seeing a lot of things that we should know that are not right in 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 the world that's happening the people calling uh good evil and evil good but this word says be on the alert really stuck with me because we can no longer um hide our head in the sand we can't go along to get along we have to forsake those things that we we once held on to you know, um, some people put color over Christ. We have to let go of that and say, but what does God say? What does God require in this whole situation? And if you don't know, you ask him what is in his word. But, you know, just asking God, uh, finding out what the issues are concerning, you know, don't go along to get along or anything of that nature. But you got to know the word of God. And you got to, like you said, Twyla, align yourself and conduct your life in the matter, in the matter, in the manner that's pleasing to God. And it's not going to be any other way because what we're seeing is so much, like I said, deception. That if you don't know the Word of God, you could easily be drawn into it. Easily, and I think that I think that often we we are, and we just we just cons consistently seem to, as a people of God, seem to be seeking the approval of men. Yes. And, and, and when you do, when you seek the approval of men, whether you know it or not, you have just moved from away from the position and place where God would have you to be. Because um, when beware, when all men speak well of you, right. Um, they hated Jesus. I, I know the Jesus that we hear, we hear uh, promoted today is not the same Jesus that I'm talking about. The, the one that you hear people promote today, he loves and he does love everybody, but they make it sound like he loves everybody and he would never offend anyone. That is not true. That's uh, right. Jesus, uh, the, the gospel is a rock of offense. Jesus went into the temple and turned over the tables. Jesus called uh, the the religious people of that day. He called them. He called them. Uh, he said that their right. father was the devil. I That's mean, right. if that is not offensive, there is no offense. He was offensive to those who were opposed to the truth and the light of God. If you were on his side, if you were seeking truth and thirsty for and hungry for the living bread then you were right right where he needed you to be but if you were opposing the gospel of Jesus Christ if you were pretending to be a follower but hypocrites and 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 you know sounding brass and tinkling cymbals on the inside he let you know and he didn't he didn't the gospel that he preached it 
it's a rough gospel. We don't preach that hard. We don't preach as hard yeah. as Jesus preached. We'd be, we'd be like he was, we'd be uh, crucified if you were That's going right. around preaching that. And they definitely put you out, shut you down, uh, cancel you and everything else they could try, would try to do to you. But Jesus, uh, Jesus did offend uh, and it wasn't him that offended. It was the truth that offended. When it you, was the truth. Yeah, it's the truth that offends. And if you still are carriers of this truth and ministers of this righteousness, the words that you speak, they will offend those who sit in darkness. They sure will. Matter of fact, I read this one day and it says, the same gospel that saves is the same gospel that offends. Mm. I mean, that the same gospel that saved men is the same God that can that uh, uh lord help me the same god that offends that's basically what it is and you know i was trying to look for the scripture i think it's in um in john and it talks about and i always refer to this uh it talks about i paraphrase about the word of god and it says it does you know the word of god convicts the world of sin righteousness and the judgment i think those are the three things and so when i read that I said to myself, these are the, th whenever the word of God is spoken, where, whenever it is spoken, even right now, as we are speaking and those who are hearing it, wherever the gospel is preached, it's going to do one of those three things. It's going to do one of those three things because when the word of God goes out, he said, it don't return into him void. That's it convicts. Right. Now it doesn't condemn, but it convicts and thank God that it convicts our conscience. Um, it doesn't condemn us, but it convict us of wrong. And the Bible says that, you know, the, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it. One, two, one of two things. Well, one salvation it brings salvation. And two, it gives the conduct or the right conduct, which is righteousness unto God. It tells you within the word, what is righteous? What, what do I need to do to be righteous? How do I think? How do I move myself? How am I to treat my brother? How am I to treat my sister? That the, it, it does that um, for one salvation and righteousness. And so with all those scriptures coming together, it tells me that the word of God, when it's released, it, it, it doesn't come back to God's void. We might not see actually what's happening. We may not know that you know, it convicts them of sin unless they confess, you know, confess their faults and sin or judgment or righteousness. But we know. And that's the reason why I think we have to have boldness when we release the word of truth, knowing that it's doing one of those three things. And so that we don't have to think, did, did you know, was, was the gospel, was it effective? Did I say the right thing? You know, you don't have to do that. Just know that when that word is released, it's doing those things right there and in 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 uh romans 9 33 the verse that i was referencing says as it is written behold i am laying in zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense and yes. whoever believes in him will not be put to shame so it says whosoever believes in him that is the rock that is christ jesus 
Yes. He is the stone of stumbling and the rock of offense. And the reason why is because he is an absolute, he is the absolute truth that will not be altered or deterred. You know, we keep changing definitions of things and changing meanings of words and everything. And, and then we get upset if you don't agree with the changes that we made yesterday, like you even know what they are. Uh, but, but his truth, his truth is that is absolute and it does not change. And that's why it is offensive to some because uh, he'll call you a viper and a snake and the and the devil is your father and and tell you that, you know, that you have uh, you have defiled his temple when you think you're in there having church and serving him. And he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I, de- I never even knew you. I mean, he called a spade a spade. And, and so it, it becomes offensive because, you know, we like a gospel, when I say we, I mean society, we like a gospel that adjusts and, and, uh, and uh, it fits in whatever our cult- cultural norms are. That is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. It oh. is settled forever. It doesn't change because you decided that uh, you want to redefine things and, and reimagine things. The gospel of Jesus Christ it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same truth that saved Peter and Paul and James and John is the same truth that saved me and you, and the same truth that will save the generations to come until Jesus returns. It's the same truth. It didn't. It didn't adjust because because we're in a different century. It didn't adjust because uh, we live in a different time. The gospel is absolute, eternal, and unchanging. And that is why it is offensive to some who wanted to to bend to their norms and bend to their societal whims. He doesn't do that. So then you become offended at it. That's why people call you, uh, people call Christians, uh, they call us intolerable. Uh, They call us, uh, Mm -hmm. it doesn't take all that. Uh, and they'll call you bigoted and and anything else they can come up with because they are offended by the truth. They're not offended by you. If you represent the truth, now I'm not telling you when you go off on your own thing, that's different. But when you represent the truth, it is not you that offends them. It is the truth of the gospel. When you walk that's into a dark Jesus room, said. LJ Renee, when you walk into a pitch black dark room, what changes that darkness is when the light flips on. That's, that's right. You that are that exactly. light. That's right. And, and you know what the even Jesus said, you know, listen, you know, they're not mad at you. They're mad at me, basically. They're not coming against you. And see, we think we think that this coming against us, but really the bottom line is they're coming against him. We're coming against Jesus and the and, word the word of God. A good, that's a good segue into the other thing that you and I talked about is that when you do stand, and I pray every believer stands. And in the Bible, the scripture that we read says, and when you've done everything you know to do, everything you are supposed to do, everything he has told you to do, just keep standing. And when you do that, it will oftentimes, and I know I can testify that I have, I have felt this myself. It will oftentimes feel like you standing alone, but it doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what it seems like. It matters what he said and what the Lord said. That's why we say, what does the Lord say? What the Lord said is that 
Uh, I, you are not the only one. I've always got a remnant that has not bowed their knee. I've always got someone standing. I've always got someone that didn't lean to the left and didn't lean to the right, that didn't compromise the truth, that kept standing. You might not know who they are. You might not even know where they are, but trust and believe he's got a remnant standing. And I just want you know to declare I'm part of that remnant. Uh, me too, me too. But Twyla, even in this scripture, and, and I want to concentrate on this one, this word too, but I'm going to read the whole scripture in 1 Peter 5, 9. It says, but resist him, talking about the devil, devil, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And the word that I want to concentrate on, the same experiences of suffering. And so what, what happens is when, when we do stand for righteousness, the, they come against us and then some people buckle, they bow uh, because they, like you said, they want to be liked or they, you know, um, or they get embarrassed or whatever. But as Christ suffered, you know, and we have taken on Christ and we have to suffer in our stance. But to know this, there is a reward. There's a reward in the experiencing the suffering. And the reward is, as it says in the word of God, is that when you are rebuked or persecuted for righteousness sake, he says, then the glory of the Lord has come upon you. And I'm telling you, when the glory, if he says the glory of the Lord is upon you, that means his presence is there. Amen. And we have to understand that if we're going to walk in this, if we're going to be his, because we are chosen of him, and if we're going to speak the word of God, which we should, if we're going to measure everything uh, by the word of God, the laws that are being passed or being proposed, uh, even the preachers preaching, it, 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 just like the Bereans did, they, they said, we hear the word, but we're going to go back and, and search it out. But when we do that, we know that when we stand, that the glory of the Lord, the presence, the manifest presence is upon us and he gives us strength. And we really have to come to that resolve because there is going to be, you're going to be talked about. You know, you're going to be ostracized. You're going to lose some friends. You and, know, and, you know um, Philippians talks about that suffering. He, Paul says, my desire is to know Christ, to know the right. power of his resurrection and to be a participant in his suffering. Come on now. So you just got to make up in your mind that if you walking for him and standing for him, there is going, listen, there is going to be some trying of your faith. There is yes. going to be some difficult days. There are going to be some days when it doesn't feel so wonderful. But the good news is that he does not allow the enemy to triumph over you. The oh, good yes. news is that the very gates of hell will never prevail against the church of God. The good news is, is if you keep on standing and you keep on believing and you keep on trusting that he will come through for you, but there will, he will allow your faith to be tried because this is a yes. walk. If it were easy, it wouldn't be called faith. You know what, Twyla? And, you know, remember we were talking about the pastor when he talked about, when he asked him, we lean to the left. And he said, you know, which way do you lean? He said, well, we don't lean, we stand. And that was a trying of his faith because the Lord told him. He said, tell him, 
Yeah, because he wanted that building. He needed. He wanted that building. He want, and he knew. He said, "If I say this, I'm probably not going to get this get this opportunity for this building." And he said, "And I didn't get the opportunity." And he's still waiting. This just happened in December. He's still waiting. But I, I, I just have to believe God has something greater in store for yes. him. Yes. And look yes. at the testimony that he's now giving all across Ooh. the world. Girl, when he spoke it that girl, my, I came it just, it just stirred my faith. I'm telling yes. you. Yes, 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 yes. We do not lean. We stand. We st He said we stand for righteousness. Whatever the Bible calls sin, we call sin. Whatever the Bible calls righteousness, we call righteousness. We agree with the word of God. We do not lean. Oh, my goodness. Mm, mm, mm. Unless you're leaning on the arms of Jesus, like that song said, leaning, leaning. Leaning on his everlasting arms, arms. absolutely, but, uh, and only to stand, and I mean, and on the, in order to stand, we got to lean on him. But that's the lean only on time we're yes. leaning only on him. You know, we got to be decisive in what we believe in because you know, if you're wavering, you know, if you uh going, you know, like you said, going along and get along, or even if you remain silent, even if you remain silent, you've already spoken, you've already gave in. If you remain silent, matter of fact, I, you know, I go back to the book of Esther, you know, when she was uh, uh, approached with her by her cousin and about at the time that, you know, the Jews were going to be purged. That was what basically was happening was going to be killed. And he said, he said, who knows that you've been brought to uh, the kingdom for such a time as this? He said, but if you don't, if you remain silent, he says, you and our household will perish. But God and will so, raise up somebody else. But God will raise up somebody else. But the thing about it is, he said, you and your household will perish. That means I don't know when he's going to raise it up, but it could be another generation to come. But believe me, you're not going to get away from this unscathed. And that's what we, you know, we, we have to, because listen, there's so much going on with trying to grab hold of our children, our children, that if we don't take the stand, if we remain silent, Hell is going to come somewhere, but it might come another 20, 15, 20 years down the line. But we got to make this stand now against the spirit that's trying to, that is seducing and trying to, um, to captivate our children. We and got you know, to my, stand. My, my, my heart, my heart's prayer and desire is that believers who love God would stop aligning themselves to political parties and social organizations and civic causes more than they align themselves to the living. Absolutely. God. You must be on the side of God. And and then and, and then even getting upset and 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 like you're going to uh have a problem with somebody because because they have a different opinion. That's why that's evil anyway. Because you okay. say you lean left, and if I say I lean right, you don't like me no more. Well, how about we just all stand? How about we just all stand on the side of God, and then mm -hmm. and then you you on the right side, of, you know, you on the side you're supposed to be on. I'm on the side I'm supposed to be on, and God is happy with all of us. And, but, and so, what if the world hates us? Because the world hates you anyway. And that's sure why the song said, "The world is behind me, and the cross is before me." 
you got to put the world that they used to sing that song goodbye world i stay no longer with you <laughs> goodbye pleasure of sin you got to put the world behind you and keep the cross in front of you and be determined and i'm talking to myself too be Absolutely. determined to stand in the midst of adversity and to stand when it's not comfortable and to stand when it's not popular and to stand when it's going to cost you something to do it. Absolutely. I, I remember the spirit of the Lord. I heard him in my spirit. He said, are you, are you fighting a good fight of faith? Mm. You know, are, are you standing, basically, are you standing in faith, believing? You know, because what we're going through now, uh, you're going to have to, like like Joshua said, one, he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that has to be our, that has to be our stance, is that we will serve the Lord. And I'm telling you, now everything is so blatant and open, you should know when things are wrong and when things are right. It's no longer, I mean, even though there's a spirit of deception but we should know what, when is, what is right and what is wrong with the uh, what we're, in the day we're living in. Um, Absolutely, we, and God, we have to. We have to. Some principled folks that will stand. Absolutely, and not only that, Twyla, but even in our prayers, and of course, we pray every day. Um, we have to declare that because the news will try to make you think that you're losing. You know. The news will try to make you think that um, that everybody's against you. You know, white against black, black against white, uh, old against young, vice versa, uh, and, and it continues to go on. And that you know, once you're divided, you can be conquered. And my desire, I'm telling you, is that the people wake up. It's not about this whole thing about you know color and age and and uh, wealth and all that. It's not about that. It's not about that. The issue is God. And if the enemy can get us divided, we will not be able to stand. But one thing for sure, the Bible says, Jesus said, upon this rock, I built my church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's the hope right there. Amen. And as we talked about, Twyla, too, the word groundswell, I believe, I believe, you know, we haven't seen all everything. But baby, there is an outpouring that's coming, is now here, that people, the gospel is going to spread rapidly. And people are going to throw down their beliefs and pick up uh, the beliefs of God. I, I just believe that. I, I honestly believe that. Amen. Well, we're going to close on that and, and just pray over everyone that God give us the fortitude and the faith, the confidence, and the courage, the determination, and the will to stand and having done everything we know to do to keep on standing on the infallible word of Jesus Christ. Dear God, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this fire that you've ignited uh, in our souls. We thank you for the fire of the Holy Ghost that will not be quenched, Father. We thank you that you have called us 
to stand. You have required it of us. And we answer that call again today, Father. We decree and declare that we will stand. And when we've done everything we know to do, we'll keep on standing upon the things of God, the righteousness of Jesus Christ, the word of God. We are not ashamed of this great gospel. And Father, I pray that every believer uh, becomes that iron that sharpens every other believer's iron, that we, oh God, encourage one another in the faith, that we not tear down. Father, we bind the spirit of divisiveness. We bind the spirit of confusion that would come and try to pit brother against brother and sister against sister within the house of God. We thank you, Father, that the works of the enemy, uh, the plans of the enemy will not work uh, among the people of God, that though he try, he will fail every time. We Amen. thank you that we are not ignorant of his devices, that you have given us a spirit of discernment oh God, and godly wisdom that we know what we as a people of God ought to do. And Father, I pray even now that every believer, every believer doubles down on their faith and commitment, their tenacity and the firmness of their faith to stand and, and to keep on standing. And when they feel like uh, they're all alone, that the spirit of God would come and minister to them and encourage them in the faith to know, God, that they are never alone. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And we are never the only one still standing. So we love you today. We thank you. Yes. And we bless your name. We will keep on standing yes. on the promises of our God. for tuning in. This has been Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com.